Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 27, where Jeff talks to Patrick and Julie Whitehead from Blue Ostrich Winery and Vineyard. Hi, I'm Jeff Cope, and if this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Today I'm talking to Patrick and Julie Whitehead from Blue Ostrich Winery and Vineyard. Thanks for joining us, Patrick and Julie. That's us. Yeah, hey. you're welcome. That'd be you. Good to be here. <laughs> so uh, for the people out there that uh, may not know who you are and know who the winery, can you give us a little background of uh, Blue Ostrich? Want to take that one? Well, okay. Um my family has land up in North Texas, and uh, we used to run an ostrich ranch, and we've always wanted to grow grapes up there, so uh, the time was right. Um, about 2009, 2010, we started thinking about, what, what about growing grapes up here? So uh, we had soil tested and um, water tested and decided we can grow grapes, so hey, let's, uh, and that was with the help of the TDA, um, and then we were like, okay, let's just go all in and up in a winery. This guy over here is um, mini talented. This one. <laughs> he has a wonderful palate, and he was a home wine home winemaker. So it was right up his alley. He's just a creative guy. So um, we we he went back to school, and here we are. That's the thumbnail version. That uh, is. We tell a slightly longer story if you come and see us. Yeah, and uh, we actually people ask, do you still have ostriches? And we do. So when you drive into the entrance of uh, Blue Ostrich Winery, you'll see a couple of birds uh, still there from our leftover from our ostrich ranching days. But they're just our mascots. They're not, they're not pets. They're mascots. So but, yeah, so we're about five years old now, and uh, we have uh, eight acres of grapes. Uh, we grow all uh, vinifera uh, varietals, uh, specialize in Tempranillo and Viognier, and we grow a few other things, and then. Like a lot of other Texas wineries, we do bring some uh, some grapes in from uh, other parts of the state to kind of fill in the portfolio and the wine styles that we do. Well, that's perfect because that's actually the next question I was going to ask about the grapes. So Yeah. Uh, about 35 to 40% of our vineyard is Tempranillo. And uh, the original vines were planted in 2011. We made additions in 2012 and 2013. We also grow Viognier. We grow uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and uh, smaller blocks of Merlot. Moscato Giallo, uh, a little bit of Sangiovese Petite Syrah, which does really well. I almost wish we planted more Petite Syrah because mm-hmm. it's just a wonderful grape. And then a little bit of Riesling and Chenin Blanc. And those last four, we just use a little bit of those as blenders and things like that. We don't have a whole lot. As uh, Julie said, you're the winemaker. Yes. Uh, along with my daughter, Presley, uh, who's uh, kind of our cellar master. We kind of uh, muddle through and get all the, all the heavy lifting done uh, during the course of the year. Uh, this past year, uh, 2015, we bottled a little over 4,000 cases in our facility, and uh, our goal is to hit about 5,000 this year. So we do both dry and sweet styles, and uh, you know, like uh, much of uh, the wineries here in Texas, we've got a clientele that prefer both styles of wine, so we do dries and sweets. So is there any certain uh, wines that uh, are popular at your winery? Uh, well, Julie is our tasting room manager, and uh, she might answer that. Our Tempranillo is a very popular dry red for us. Um, we just released a blender um, dry red called Table One, and that's a Syrah blend, and it's just <clears throat> flying out the door. 
Very nice also. On our sweeter side, we have a sweet red called Cielo that just, it's, it's the sweet wine drinkers. That's what they like. I call it Chateau de Cashflow. <laughs> <laughs> we sell a lot of it. It is our top selling wine and it's, it's just a red blend that's got kind of an interesting character to it. Kind of these little, um, I don't know, cinnamon and clove sort of characters, what I get out of it. But a lot of people that come in that say, hey, I, I, I don't drink a lot of wine or I prefer sweet wine. They want a red wine. Uh, you know, sometimes you think of sweet wines as being lighter bodied, you know, white sins or Rieslings, that sort of thing. But uh, some folks, you know, uh, they've read about the benefits of, uh, you know, a little bit of red wine each day. And so they're looking for a, a red wine, but they want something sweeter. And so that Cielo that Julie mentions has been really popular. I love it when people walk in the door and say, my doctor told me I need to drink a glass of red wine every day. I'm like, came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not doctors, but we agree. <laughs> Excellent. So are there any plans for any new wines coming out? Yes, actually, uh, that's a good question because we're going to be bottling in a few weeks. And uh, we've got a new red blend. Uh, it will be called, <clears throat> excuse me, Talon, T-A-L-O-N. Uh, all birds have talons, and the ones on our ostriches are about that big. <laughs> and so Scary. We just, yeah, we just thought it was kind of a fun name. And uh, it's going to be a Tempranillo blend. It'll be our first Tempranillo blend. Uh, most of our temper, all of our other Tempranillos have been straight, straight up varietals. Uh, so it'll be Tempranillo blended with um, a little bit of the Petit Syrah we mentioned, some Sangiovese and Merlot, and uh, pretty heavily extracted oak. We did use some oak alternatives to kind of give it a little more kick. We used some French oak chips uh, in the tank, and so it's going to be a nice, full-bodied, very dry red. Uh, we have our first estate Cabernet. Uh, being released in May. It was bottled last year. We've just kind of been letting it kind of sit there and mellow out. We'll be releasing that in May. That was grown on the Blue Ostrich property. And the blush. And then our first uh, dry rosé. Um, yeah. Julie, uh, myself, our daughters uh, all kind of became uh, fascinated with these uh, dry rosés that you know a lot of folks down in the hill country are doing. And there's some down there we thought were very, very good. And we thought that's a style of wine we'd like to do. Nobody uh, in North Texas is doing that. And it's a seven grape blend. We call it Seven Brides, oh. all whole cluster press, done as a traditional rosé. I mean, maybe not as traditional as the French, but, you know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a blend of white and red. And uh, I think it's going to be a really nice wine. It is. Great. So I know you have a lot of, a lot of events at the winery. Um, mm -hmm. Any real popular ones people should know about? We, we really try to make it fun, yeah, every event fun. We try to do about one a month. Um, single Day Wino is a big one that we do. That's the first Saturday of May. Um, and then our wine club party that we have in May is a big blowout. We have a lot of fun doing that, too. And we just signed a contract last week. We are the newest winery affiliate for Wicked Wine Walk. And I know there are several of those around the state. I think there's one down by you guys at Hack Winery. And so we'll be doing that in October of this year. And so we're very excited about that. Yeah. Great. So you mentioned the wine club. How many wine club members do you have? It's right at four, 1,400 now. Wow. So, it's yeah. really grown. Yeah, we try to we try to develop a wine club. Um, back in December of 2012, we started thinking, okay, we need to, we want to start this club. We have a lot of fans, so let's, let's see. So we tried to make it as easy as possible, just three times a year, two bottles, four bottles, you know, not in a date. But it's, it's wonderful because, um, I like those three uh, influxes of cash three times a year. <laughs> wine club's awesome. No, but um, it's really neat because it's developed this fan club. People love being a member of the club. Um, we need to come up with a clever name because uh, we well, don't have. I one. refer to it as our wine cult. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we tr we 
really try to treat everybody the same and special in our tasting room. But, you know, we, we do some extra things for wine club members. Um, we didn't mention at the beginning, but our facility is located uh, an hour, hour, 15 minutes north of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So we get a lot of day trippers. Uh, you know, the, it's an easy drive up for the afternoon. And by doing it three times a year, we say it gives you an excuse to come up here three times a year. And, of course, you know, we ship anywhere in Texas for people that don't come and pick up their wines. It's um, just speaking on in that manner, when people come from Dallas, they're traveling north, they're going, we're going towards Oklahoma, what's up with this? You get off at 35 for about 25 minutes, and you're going along these flat plains, but then you drop down almost 800 feet into the Red River Valley to come see us. The view is spectacular, and it's very hilly. Um, we call it the North Texas Hill Country. It's just, it's gorgeous. So um, we um, people like to come out there and just... Your problems yeah. dissolve. You just like take a deep breath and you can't help but relax and enjoy yourself. You know, if you're in Dallas, Fort Worth and you enjoy going down to the Hill Country and shout out to the Hill Country. We love it down there too. <laughs> we but, that's, do. but it's a, you know, it's a three, four hour drive to get down to Fredericksburg and get in the middle of everything. And which, you know, again, we encourage people to visit wineries all over our state. But if you want something that looks like that and a Texas wine experience and you're in the Dallas, Fort Worth area, seriously, 90 minutes from just about anywhere in the Metroplex and you're looking up at the bluffs here in the valley and it's it's beautiful. So for those people that come to visit and might want to stay a little while, uh, you have a guest house, I believe? Yeah, we do. We have a guest house um, across the street from the winery. It uh, sleeps eight people. Uh, there's access to the hot tub and uh, pool and spa. That's um, part of the family um, compound area. And um, it's it's got its own special views, too, looking out to the west. It's just really nice. Uh, there's also other guest houses and bed and breakfast in the area, so... But the yeah, cool thing about our guest house, if you spend too much time doing this at the winery, <laughs> you can, you can just walk street. back across the street. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, and it comes with a, a cheese board and a bottle of wine as a, as a welcome to the guest house. So. I had that prop I had to use. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are there any future plans for uh, Blue Ostrich? Yes, um, we're actually working on expansion right now. Um, we ran out of space pretty quick. You know, that's it's a problem. It's a good problem. Um, but we're, we're coming up with more space for our guests. Uh, right now, uh, we have limited indoor space, so we are enclosing our outdoor patio. So we'll have lots of shade in the summer, but if we want to, we're going to have drop down garage doors on a glass garage door, so you still have your view. And uh, we can, you know, offer people kind of a rain or shine space. Yeah. You got me talking before I was ready, because um, I just woke up and all that. But um, our facility is our old ostrich barn, so we were kind of limited you know to what actually infrastructure was there so our tasting room is a nice size we thought it was huge when we first opened but now not so much so this is going to really allow people rain or shine a place to go and stay so. we like that hopefully we can do things like uh you know wine pairing dinners or you know we'd love to do the Riedel glass demonstration yeah, we just need a space nice. to do those kinds of things so we're looking forward to having that yeah. well thank you again for uh, doing this um is there anything you'd like to add we didn't touch uh, on. Yeah, come see us. We'd uh, you know, love to have uh, have you at our place. And yeah. Come see what all the hoopla is about. Well, thanks again, and uh, that'll do it for this episode. So cheers. until next time, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover 
Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.